You're listening to Schlereth and Evans on Denver Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. I would like to give myself a, a pat on the back because I extended my streak to, I think it's like 15 now, 15 straight All Star games I have refused to watch. That yeah. counts the NHL, the NBA, and the NFL. I still watch the baseball all-star game because that's actually that's, that's actually a, a game. That's a real game. That's a real game. Yeah. And the guys the guys actually compete. In that game. They compete. Yeah. They really do. But I, I I didn't watch any of the all-star game on Sunday. And based on some of the highlights I saw and some of the reaction, I did not miss a thing. No competitiveness. No uh, sense of, of going out and actually trying to play a game. And mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, after coming out and saying that he actually believes there needs to be more defense in the NBA, that the game has become too wide open, too high scoring, after the game said, hey, congratulations. I mean, he said it with all the excitement of somebody heading off to do a, a root canal. Hey, congratulations to the East. You set a record with 160 points. Uh-huh. The only thing that was missing was him going, yay. Awesome. It's great. He knows. He sees what's happening. And I, I at least I'll give the players some honesty. How about Anthony Edwards of the Minnesota Timberwolves when asked about it? For me, it's an all-star game, so I don't think it, it, I will ever look at it like being super competitive. It's always fun. Um, but I don't know what they can do to make it more competitive. I don't know. I think everyone looks at it. It's, it's like a, it's a break, so I don't think nobody want to come here and compete. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And, and, and credit to Anthony Edwards for saying out loud what all these guys think. Come on. It's a long season. Right. It's 82 games. You know, let let me just come out here and have fun and relax and party and just just have a good time. Why do I have to play a game and treat it like it's a game? Is there anything wrong with that no. kind of thinking? No, there'd be it'd be more competitive if you were playing like pop a shot, maybe drinking games, quarters. You know. Do you think that the, stands, do you think the way, contest? Do you think seriously? Do you think the way that the NFL is doing it is the right way to do it? No, I think that I. I mean, I think it's all it's all guard. I love I love. Remember back in the day after the Pro Bowl and after the season, they would have that in Hawaii. They'd have that competition between all the NFL stars. Yes. Yeah, it was It'd be a, like weightlifting. There'd yeah. be like track and field. There'd be like an obstacle course. Sure. Or, AFC, like that's that was kind of fun to watch. So, does the do these games need to be actual games in order for the All Star weekends to be a success? Do they, do they need to be games, or have have people accepted the fact that this is what it is, and and, and there's a certain entertainment level, and uh, we're we're fine with that? I think. People just understand what it is, and they're there. I think just like the players are there to be celebrated, but they don't really want to compete. A lot of the fans are just there to be seen. You know, just want to be part of the festivities. I don't. I mean, I'm with you. It's it's pathetic to, it is to pathetic watch because let let's take the the definition. What are we talking about? It's an all star game. That's what these things are 
sold as, marketed as. Right. It's an all-star game. A game played by all-stars. And I would think that every fan out there, and even the biggest NBA or NHL or NFL apologist out there who somehow makes excuses for the the garbage that they, they put out now with these all-star weekends, would agree that there would be nothing better than watching an actual competed, uh, competitive, everybody's out there trying their best game amongst all-stars. How cool would that be? Right. But we don't get it. We don't get it no. at all. I watched the highlight yesterday, Mike, of the Joker along with, maybe it was, I don't know if it was Doncic or who it was, but where the ball never touched the floor all the way down the court. They're just passing back and forth, and then finally it ended up in a layup or a dunk or whatever. And I was just waiting for Curly Neal to throw out a, a bucket of confetti. Like, it was literally Globetrotters <laughs> versus the Washington Generals. I was like, you have got to be kidding That's me. true. Hey, Globetrotters still still touring, man. They they still do. I saw them a couple of years ago. They're, right. they're still doing their thing. But that's what. But that. But I mean, you, you, but you go to it. But it. you go to it knowing that I'm watching the Harlem Globetrotters. Right. I, that's what this is. So you either sell it that way or do something. You had an interesting. Are you going to tell us how to fix it? Yes. That, like, this, this was interesting to me, and is, I actually going. Hmm. That's well, actually and, good. And I give the NHL credit because the NHL moving forward, they're not going to have an All Star game for a couple of years because they're going to do this, um, like World Cup type thing. Where it's four countries um, competing against each other, and that'll be the the mid season you know break, like a World Cup style event that I think will be awesome because you want to get guys to play, make it known that they're playing for their country, and watch how things start to change. So my solution to the NBA, and it would be an automatic hit is the world versus the U.S. So you take all your best U.S. basketball players, you know, you take your LeBrons, mm-hmm. you um, you know, you take your Anthony Edwards of the world, and then you put together a world team that has Jokic, Luka, Giannis, um, SGA, Jamal Murray. Now let's have a game. And watch what happens then. Because you know what the, the world team is going to do? They're coming to play. Well, let me they ask, would like nothing better yeah. than to beat the Americans. Do you and have, guess what would happen? A basketball game right. would break out, and the Americans would be like, oh, shoot, we better take this thing seriously or we're going to get embarrassed. Would you be Voila, able, you yeah, got a would, game. Would you be able to, based on the all-star teams, would there be enough? You know, would it be a 70-30 split and you don't have enough guys on the world team? I just gave you. How many did I just give you? Well, you gave me a starting five, or okay, I can't, I can't find some some other but, but heroes if, out there. But if they're not voted as all stars, you can't just start grabbing euros that aren't all stars and go, hey, you want to play in the all star weekend? Don't they have uh, to be voted in? If it's if it's better than this sham that I'm watching now, then expand the rosters. I don't care. Mm-hmm. We get, <laughs> I mean, who cares? By the way, the hockey thing you just talked about, I I, I get the little mini tournament. But for crying out loud, like, if you want a break, you know what I'm saying? Well, they're going to take, yeah, it'll be. But you got to play where other guys are just out. Yeah, you're right. Doing whatever it is they're doing. Mm Mm-hmm. I just think these all-star things in the middle of the season are hard, too. 
Oh, so you, you you agree with Anthony Edwards then that they these guys need a break? Well, I mean, they're taking a break. The All Star Weekend. It's not like they're exerting themselves, but it makes for a really poor product. So I'm saying, let, let me tell you, these All Star weekends, these All Star weekends. Trust me, the guys that that go to the All Star Weekend, th there's a reason why they have to wait till like Thursday to reset the season, restart the season. They <laughs> used to do it on like Tuesday. Detox. That <laughs> you would start on Tuesday. And the guys would still be hung over and tired from a weekend of partying. Nah. So <laughs> they weren't ready to go. They weren't ready to play ball. U.S. versus the world. Let's do it. Adam Silver, that's your solution. And you want a competitive game of basketball as the highlight of your all-star weekend? Mm -hmm. There you go. But these guys don't, these guys don't want to. I mean, here's Jalen Brown, this guy. This guy, Jalen Brown, came out and disagreed with the 65-game uh, minimum that's now in place. Sure. If you want to win a major award, mm -hmm. MVP, you have to play in a minimum of 65 games, right? Yeah. He's saying, nah, number's too high. Should be 58. Mm -hmm. So he's saying you can miss, we did the math, 29% mm -hmm. of your team's games. You can sit out 29% of the season and still win an MVP award? Right. Are you serious? Yeah. By the way, guess how much money, guess guess the size of the contract that Jalen Brown just signed. The oh. guy who wants to be able to yeah. take off 29% of the season like and still 300, win. 305 million dollar yeah. contract. Yeah. Fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. But I need I need to 30, be able to take 20, 30, 30 yeah. percent of the season off. Thirty percent of the season. Come on, brother! This guy stinks. Come on. Yeah, you know how tough it is. What a grind it is for these guys. Jeez. I mean, have to stay in prison beds at the Ritz Carlton, fly in their private jets. That right. Everybody has. I, uh, you know, cry me a river. Yeah, I'm with you. I I do think the world versus the NBA be great. Yeah. That'd be great. Because the world would love to embarrass our best players. Would love it. Do we have enough guys that would bow their backs on the... I think they would. That's yeah. the thing. I think they would. If you all of a sudden said, okay... Can you imagine we're gonna... if you did that when it was Jordan and Bird? You didn't have enough and... European players. That's I, the problem. I, no, I understand foreign that. foreign players, yeah. But could you imagine? Like, those guys... Like when Jordan played 36 holes and then that guy was talking about how he had something for Jordan. But you 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 can put together a, a international team here moving forward that's got Jamal, Jokic, Giannis, Victor Wembenyama, mm, yeah. Luka. All of a sudden, now our guys are going to be like, okay, all right, let's go. Yeah. You know, now you see how a Kevin Durant plays, a LeBron, a Devin Booker, these kind of guys. I think it'd be awesome. I think it'd be must-see TV. That would be fun. That, that would, would be, be awesome. Fun. That would be awesome. Make it happen, Adam Silver. Make it happen. Up next, in case you missed it, Telestrator Tuesday. Mark did his breakdown of Michael Penix, guy that a lot of you Bronco fans would love to see, the Broncos draft. What does Mark see when he looks at the film? He'll recap it for you next. Ever since we got Xfinity... We have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my hiding spots. Ha! Found ya. How?
That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Now through March 21st, get started with 200 megabit internet for $25 a month for two years with no annual contract and get Wi-Fi equipment included. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Requires paperless plan auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and Wi-Fi equipment. Actual speeds vary. Our history books are filled with brilliant minds. Aristotle, Confucius, and of course, Stink. If the truth gives you a wedgie, then you know what? Buy better underpants. (laughs) But this time, he's really outdone himself. Don't let my... Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. Actually, I might want to rethink that whole spice up the All-Star game by making it the world versus the U.S. stars in, in basketball? How so? We'd get our butts kicked. No, come yes, on. Yes, we would. We'd out-athlete them. No. <laughs> so, sure. you're, you're telling me, do you, do you know the top four scores in the NF, NBA right now would all be on the Euro team or the foreigner team? Embiid, Luka, well, Embiid, SGA, Embiid wouldn't Giannis. play. He's always hurt. I'm not, I haven't even gotten to Jokic yet. Giannis is a problem. We get our butts kicked. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. I don't know. I think so. Uh, so earlier today, Telestrator Tuesday. I love Telestrator Tuesday because you have access to the game film only made available to the coaches, and you have NFL games, you have college games. Yeah. So you've been able to take a look, a deep dive into the coach's tape, which is so much. I I just wish that everybody could spend an hour. It would really take up a lot of your time. But if everybody out there could spend one hour with you. Every person. Every person could get one hour with you just to look at game film, as opposed to everything that we just watch on TV, you would be, it would blow you away how differently you would look at the game. Yeah, it's completely different. When you see it that way and you see all the different little idiosyncrasies where you see a completion out in the flat and you're like, oh, that was nice, four-yard, five-yard game, whatever. And meanwhile, you turn down a 30-yard gain down the seam because you just decided not to throw it because it's a little bit more difficult to throw. You know, you got to layer the, layer the ball over a linebacker in front of a safety, but it's the right read and it's the read you should go to. You know, you, like... Where if you watch it on TV, you go, okay, that's a plus. It was a nice throw out to the flat. Guy was wide open, completed it on time, in rhythm. Wow. But when you look at it from a coach's film standpoint, you're like, well, that's a negative. Mm -hmm. So what became on television copy is a positive where you'd say, great throw. Nice, you know, nice read. Hey, gets us in second down and, you know, second down and in five minus. It's great. Keeps us on schedule. You're like, well, you just turned down the first read in your progression was a 35-yard completion that put you in the red zone. So that throw that you just graded on television copy as a plus is a negative, negative, negative on the coach's tape. Having watched a lot of game film with you this year, a lot of it not my choice, by the way. A lot of times I'm sitting over here minding my own business, and Mark's like, true. come over here, come over here, come over here. I, gotta I always this. make him get up. Get, come over here. You got to see this, and so the biggest thing that jumps out to me when you look at the coaches' film, when it comes to quarterback play, is how many big plays are available if a quarterback just knows how to 
manage the pocket. Yeah, manage How many big open plays become available if a quarterback can just manage the pocket? Manage the pocket, and I'll add something to that. Anticipate. Yes. Correct. Correct. I think that... That'd probably the, be the biggest, second the, biggest takeaway the, I had. The, the, the biggest skill is your ability to anticipate where the holes are in a defense based upon what you see. And, you know, some of that, some of the anticipatory nature of, of throwing the ball is understanding where where those things are going to become open based upon the leverage that people are playing with in, in what's happening. So, for instance, if you know you've got seam routes and you get walk-up linebackers, guess what? Those guys, those walk-up linebackers, are the first defense in zone of making getting enough depth to make you pull that ball because it's such a fine throw over the top of those guys, and then the safety can react. But if those guys walk up in the A-gaps, now all of a sudden you have to think, that's going to be, if they play zone, this is wide open, and i got to make this throw. Like little things like that pre-snap would schedule you to go, i got to trigger on that throw right away. So, with all that as the backdrop, you've had a chance to dive deep into the film, looking at the quarterbacks that could be available to the Broncos at 12. And we've looked at J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix. Today it was Michael Penix, mm-hmm. a guy who, boy, you, you only have to go back a couple of months. People were salivating at the idea that, hey, Michael Penix, you might have to move up from 12 to go get Michael Penix. Yeah. What would you see? Well, to be fair to Michael Penix, I only watched one game in its entirety, one of the coaches' tapes in its entirety, but it was the national championship game. And, you know, there will be people that will say, well, that's not enough of, to make a proper evaluation. And, listen, I'm not I'm not scouting for the Broncos or anybody else. I'm just telling you, guys, what I see in this one game. And I would say from an evaluation standpoint, this is how the NFL works all the time. I don't want to watch the guy beat up on the blind sisters of the poor. I want to watch the guy play against legit college defenses and I would tell you that Michigan, to me, is the most NFL-like defense that you're going to play. And I thought a couple of things. I think his longest completion was 12 yards, and it was probably at the line of scrimmage where you got a broken tackle off a bubble screen. He must have thrown 15, 16 bubble screens. I mean, probably 15 to 18 completions were at or just beyond the line, at behind or just beyond the line of scrimmage of his 29 completions, or 27, whatever it was. Um, I thought he didn't throw the ball with accuracy from the pocket. I thought a couple of balls got tipped because of his sidearm kind of, not I don't even want to call it three-quarter arm slot delivery. I thought he was inaccurate. I thought his timing was bad. And I thought he missed some big-time opportunities, big-time throw opportunities. Um and so I just I just looked at that going, okay, you're playing against what I would consider one of the top defensive units based on personality, based on personnel, per, based on the way, you know, you constructed your team at, at Michigan. I thought he was awful. So... No, he was really bad in that game. Would you use the 12th pick on Michael Penix? No. 
Would you use? Would you try to uh, manipulate and move around and get a second round pick to take him? No. Okay. Uh, they have a third round pick. No. Okay. Mm. Uh, I, they, I, they have a fourth round pick. I, I think that no. I think no. that if if I was going to take him, if he was available in the fifth round, then maybe I would think about doing it. I I just look at this team as the the roster is currently constructed that. I think you have to get players that are going to contribute right now. So third and fourth round guys have got to be able to come in and contribute to your football team. You know, start half a dozen games, maybe seven, eight games. Um, You know, come in and be like contributors, both on special teams and defensively and offensively. And you can't, I I don't think you can take to me what is a, third, fourth, fifth round talent with the injury issues and say all of a sudden, well, we're so desperate to have a quarterback, we'll take him in the first round. Somebody will do it because NFL teams are stupid. So somebody will do it. But not based on that. Now, based on that Michigan film, no thank you. Okay. That's uh, Telestrator Tuesday. Uh, by the way, on uh, Thursday, what does the film say Thursday? Mark will be diving into Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. Both Sam Darnold in his Jets days and Sam Darnold and what we saw in a limited right. capacity here with the uh, with the 49ers after some football rehab. Up next, what's trending? Uh, Nikola Jokic got the ultimate endorsement over the weekend. And what the heck is Jay Williams saying? What What is he trying to prove with his outlandish statements over the weekend? That's next. Here's Schlereth and Evans with What's Trending right now. You know, it's been wonderful to see over the last couple of years the praise coming Nikola Jokic's way, even from people who had been kind of critics of of Nikola coming around and admitting that this guy is the best in the business. But sure. I've been waiting. I've been waiting okay. for one endorsement above all others. And I got it this weekend. Larry Bird. Mm. had this to say about Jokic. I would love to play against him. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. He's yeah, good, right? He's good. There's so many great centers over the history of our game. Uh-huh. Man, is he good. I just hope he stays healthy and able to continue to do what he does. When they first started laughing when he said, I'd love to play against him, do you think it was like they felt like he was saying we would have tore him up? And then all of a sudden he said, man, he's good. He is like, like all the, the, the tenor of the. You got to be able to speak Bird. And I was uh, lucky enough to cover Larry Bird back in the day. Okay. When, when Larry Bird says, man, he's good. Right. I can't tell you what an endorsement that is. When he says it the way he, you just heard him say, man, he's good. And how do you read him saying, boy, I would have loved to have played against him? How do you read that? What is. What does that mean? Deconstruct that for I, me. I just think that that means that Larry Bird looks at him as probably one of a handful, at best, in today's game that could have played the NBA style with which he played. There's only a few guys that understand the game, that have the court vision, and ultimately the toughness who have played in that era. I think it's like I think it's like a great chess player who gets a chance to play against another great, you know, master 
chess player and just the idea of, oh, man, matching wits with this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I see the board two, three moves ahead, but he sees the board two, three moves ahead. Right. How's this going to how's this gonna right. turn out, you know? I, th- I think that's that's what I hear mm-hmm. when, I, when I hear him say that. He also had this to say about the Nuggets. When the Golden State was healthy, they were really fun to watch. Now I switched over to Denver. He makes that whole thing go. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't he be fun to play with? Oh, man. There you go, folks. Larry Bird's favorite team to watch in the NBA is the Denver Nuggets. Why? Because Larry Larry's whole style was share the basketball, the basketball moves, unselfishness. Those were the hallmark of his great yeah. Celtics teams, and he sees it with the Nuggets. What an endorsement. What an endorsement. Big time. <sighs> this was not an endorsement. Jay Williams... Love Jay Williams. He was, you know, one of a part of our uh, basketball coverage last year. Did a great uh-huh. job. I, I, I really enjoy his his stuff on ESPN. The former Duke Blue Devil. In talking about Caitlin Clark from Iowa setting the all time scoring record for women's basketball, refused to call her great. Said she's not great. Why? Diane Taurasi, when you win three consecutive championships, two-time national player of the year, it has to it has to culminate with a chip. It has to. I mean, Brianna Stewart, if we're talking about GOAT legends of the game, she's won four chips. Four chips, multiple national players of the year. So I'm not saying that she's not at a high, high, high level, but for it to go to the states of immortality, in my opinion, it has to culminate with your team winning a championship. Ooh. Ooh. So... And I could find countless other examples, but Jay Williams does not believe Larry Bird was a great college basketball player. Well, didn't win the chip. The didn't win the chip. There were a lot. There were a lot of people. If you go back to that '79 championship between he and Magic, there were a lot of people that thought Bird was Indiana State. That that just thought that Bird wasn't going to be that dude. There were a lot of people that felt that way. Sure. Um, but you're you know you're right about guys who haven't won a championship. Although I think there's, I think there's more competition at the at the men's level. Do you not? Would you not agree with that? Sure, but and by the way, I I agree with Jay Williams from the standpoint of if you're talking about the greatest of all, right? Time, if you're talking about immortality, yeah, then you don't. You should have you, to. Yes, you should have a championship. But this right. isn't. This isn't the same thing. We're talking about being great. You can be great and not win a well, championship. She's certainly, she's certainly a great Dan Marino was a player. great quarterback. Right. Barry Sanders was a great running back. They probably Dan didn't win anything at did did they win they didn't win a national championship at Pittsburgh. No, when Dan no, was no, there. no, no. But I mean I'm just talking about the pros. These are guys that we all regard as being great players. But they don't get mentioned in the greatest of all time conversation. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. I get that. And it's probably fair because they didn't win a championship. You probably need that in order to be talked about as the greatest of all time. But he will, he can't even call her great. Man, that is a... That's bad. I don't that's, I, that, I don't want to say that that's, that's a bad. disservice. I, I I'm think, sorry. I, think I, don't know what, I don't know what, what his agenda is with all this. Different, different definition. Like... There, it feels like they're having two different conversations. Like the greatest quite, of all time conversation right. versus just great, just great. Yeah, I don't know. In, unless they're having two different conversations, I think that that 
Yeah, Jay's out of line. I don't the- know what we're yelling about! <laughs> oh, break. What do you make of uh, George Carlin? Oh, man. Carmelo Anthony. Going that, back and that is a... What's happening there? That's a good old-fashioned lover's quarrel right there. So, George finishing off a weekend full of uh, tweets. Taking not-so-subtle shots at... Uh, Carmelo Anthony wrapped it up over the weekend by wishing a happy birthday to Nikola Jokic, saying, happy birthday to the champ, the ultimate team guy, and the greatest player to wear number 15 in Denver Hoops history. Yes, yeah, that is. You want to talk about just getting under the skin. Well, he knows what buttons to push, doesn't he? Because uh, all those things were anti, you know, when you think about Carmelo, anti-Carmelo, like the ultimate team right, guy. Right, right. Oh, no, he's, he's taking his shots. Yeah. 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 He called Melo immature and overrated when he first got to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Called Carmelo narcissistic. Mm-hmm. And this all stems from Melo coming out recently and saying that he never tried to force his way out of Denver, to which right. Carl's like, B.S., I was here. Carl, Carl's <laughs> like, wait a minute, dude. You're not going to revise history. On my watch. Uh-uh. He's a gatekeeper. George Carl's a gatekeeper of NBA history here in Denver, Colorado. Well, no, and, I'm, and that's why I support George. because Because totally. at, at, at no point, at no point when the trade went down, was anybody, like, just absolutely shocked. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. If, if, Mello's right and George is wrong, then when the Carmelo trade went down, we were all just completely blown away because we never saw it coming, which is not the truth. We all saw it coming. Yeah. We weren't surprised. The only surprise, I guess, was maybe that it ended up being the Knicks and not, it looked like it was going to be um, the Nets there for a while. But uh, no, nobody was was shocked. All right, you're going to love this story. <laughs> you're good. You're a, bi- a big dart player. You like your darts. You're good at sure. darts. Sure, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm good at everything. <laughs> you, you, I think, have, have claimed that you could walk into a dart tournament pretty much anywhere here in Denver and more than hold your own. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, uh, like, Papa Shot, uh... Cornhole, you know, any of those recreational games. Yeah, we ought to do a a recreational game Olympics here. All right, we could do that. Well, you're going to love this story. In a a professional uh, dart league, they have one of those. Uh Uh-huh. Now, those guys are ridiculous. Like, I couldn't compete with those guys. A dart player stormed off the stage, stormed off the competition, and blamed the loss on his rival purposely farting and stinking up the entire area. <laughs> That's good quality gamesmanship. That's gamesmanship. That's right. That is gamesmanship. Probably ate kimchi before the match. <laughs> I mean, you know, I hey. mean, that is next level. That's right. It's coming out hot and spicy. You know, it's going to smell. That is next level gamesmanship. I am right. going to create my own little Dutch oven here. Right. I'm going to create such a hot- everybody likes their own flavor. Right. So he's like, this isn't even this bothering, isn't bothering me. me. Yeah. I'm going to create such a hot box that right. 
You know, and in, in those that little the other pubs guy, too. That the other those oh, pubs yeah. are sweaty. There's oh, an old yeah. stale oh, beer smell yeah. on they the start floor. To, they start to mingle with everything, yeah. create its own new mix. Yeah, Ugh. smells like somebody took a dump in a brewery. <laughs> I shall unleash my fury upon you like the crashing of a thousand waves. Oh man! Suddenly, I've got to. Oh, I got to. I got to follow this dart league. Yeah, I like it. I like it too. I like uh, it. That is what is trending. By the way. When we come back... My guy Matt Davison is listening. Yeah. He's a big dart player. This is something you might want to try, Matt, when it uh, comes to your next event. Not to steal your tease, but when we come back, I just want to give you uh-huh. Stephen A's list of the top storylines in the NBA right now. Really? You wrote them down? I wrote them down. All right. Because they just were so offensive to me. Okay. Okay. All right. Good, good, good. Oh, okay. Oh, now I know why you're bothered. Oh, my God. All right, we'll do that coming uh-huh. up next. Schlereth and Evans on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Uh-oh, Mark's annoyed. So, recap what you just saw on ESPN that you've got to respond to. <sighs> so, Stephen A. Smith. Oh, boy. Let's stop right there. Never mind. Go ahead. Came out with his top five storylines. In the NBA, heading down after the All-Star break into the final stretch. Okay. You ready? Yep. You going to go in reverse order, 5-1? to Yeah, 5-1. to Number five. Will the Clippers make it to the finals? NBA finals, the Clippers. Okay. Okay. That seems okay. Okay. Will uh, Will Giannis and Dame figure out a way to make it work out in Milwaukee? Okay, yeah. I mean, interesting story there because they they fired the coach. Right now they've got Doc Rivers, Doc, and the ultimate winner. Yeah, and he's he's about six <laughs> games under five hundred. Or okay, yeah. so far he hasn't lost me. Go ahead, keep going. Will Tatum win the MVP? Oh boy, here we go. I what did I tell you last? Inconceivable. Week? What did I tell you last week? Tatum will be the new poster what, boy. Well, I didn't say Tatum specifically, but I said once the once the the football chatter. Has subsided. ESPN's going to pivot to building up the candidacy of any possible MVP candidate not named, not named Nikola yeah. Jokic. Yep. All right, there you go. All so right, that doesn't surprise me. Yep, number three. Can the Knicks make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? <laughs> okay. Gee, let me guess. Number one is can the Nuggets repeat? Will LeBron, <laughs> oh, is this geez. LeBron's last stand? Uh, was the number one story. Uh, all right, so. Move this man. All right, so go go re- recap again. Number five. Clippers make it to the finals. L.A. market, go. Four. Giannis and Dame with Doc. Can they make it work? Yeah, Giannis and Dame, two, two popular players that ESPN loves to promote. All right, keep going. Three was Tatum, Tatum. MVP. Celtics, yeah, okay. Knicks. Knicks, New make York. Make it the Conference Finals. Yeah. And then LeBron. And LeBron. Yeah. Oh, brother, this so, guy stinks! Not so stinks, it, but, but, it, it, but it, the Nuggets. Yeah. Can the, the Nuggets repeat? repeat? Can the Nuggets repeat? Is not a storyline no. at ESPN. Well, not only can the Nuggets repeat isn't one of his top five storylines, can Jokic make it three MVPs in four years? Right. Doesn't show up. No. No. Nothing Nugget-related showed up on his top five storylines for the rest of the season. Yeah, no. Not does, that, does that surprise you? No, it doesn't, surprise, it, it doesn't surprise me at all. This is why... I'll say it again. This is why winning a championship was nice, was awesome, but 
the Nuggets have so much more work to do if they ever want to get their just due from the NBA world. Mm-hmm. It's why they have to win multiple championships. It's why I keep using the Spurs as an example, not the Warriors, the Spurs, because the Spurs were an inconvenient truth for the NBA to have to deal with. They were an outlier to start. They were an aberration. They were a team that everybody in the NBA hoped would go away. Instead, they didn't. They kept winning. They 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 they, for, they knocked the door down. You will recognize us. Mm-hmm. You will acknowledge us. You will come to respect us, even love us. It's like that's what the Nuggets have to do. It's like and Cartman. one championship isn't even close to enough. Yeah, it's like Cartman. You will respect my authority. That's right. That's so so predictable. It's just so God. Easy. It's so stop it. Get some help. I, I mean, I. I mean, should we be upset at that kind of stuff, or do we just let it? I'm I'm roll glad, over you. But by the way, I'm glad. I'm glad because it's one of those things that, if you do start to feel good about where you are and what you accomplished as a player or as a group, as an organization, as the Nuggets, as the World Champions, all you have to do is flip on ESPN. To get your blood to boil a little mm-hmm. bit. And I don't think the Nuggets need it, but it's nice to have it out there as a Michael Malone calling card. Yeah, you're right. You guys, still nobody. Yep. Doesn't matter what you do. Yep. Boy, they rode that chip on their shoulder. Malone sure. played that chip card masterfully throughout. Whole team bought into it. Great. Do it again. Do it again. Top five things. Top five things. Didn't include one nugget story. Not one. Doesn't surprise me. If you had asked me to predict before he did his top five, I would have told you he wouldn't have put a nugget story in there. So it doesn't surprise me, but it still irritates me. Yeah. Because I because as a fan of your team, you no matter how much you say, ah, it doesn't bother me. It's you you want that national respect. You right. you want to know that you could be walking through a town in, in any other town around the country wearing your Nuggets gear and people are going to be like, okay, that 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 team's legit. Right. Their guy's legit. You want that. You want that national recognition. Sure. It does matter to you. Absolutely it does. Anyhow, this was... Okay. I watched the whole thing unfold and I was just waiting and waiting and I thought to myself, as soon as he started in Clippers in the NBA Finals, mm-hmm. was number five. As soon as he started, I was like, I guarantee. I thought to myself, I guarantee you, there is not a Nuggets thing yep. up there. Yep. And when he hit number three, and there was no Nuggets thing up, like, okay, maybe you put him at four. Can the Nuggets repeat? Right. Right. Just like you, it, it's almost like a courtesy drive-by thing. Like, okay, let's just mention the Nuggets so we don't. But he just didn't even. It w- wasn't even. A factor. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the only one that surprised me was he brought up Milwaukee, because otherwise it was L.A., right? It was L.A., Boston, New York, L.A. Right. But Milwaukee makes sense simply because that's two of the premier superstars in the league that they put together with a coach that just walked out of the booth. True. Who's a superstar coach. <laughs> well. Well, I mean, in the eyes of by reputation only, not by actual results. Uh, tonight, be watching the Avs take on Vancouver. I am fascinated to see how Vancouver comes out and plays tonight 
after losing 10 to 7. Yes, that's you're hearing correctly, a hockey game. 10 to 7 yesterday to uh Minnesota as um Vancouver blew a 5-2 lead from late in the second period to early in the third. Minnesota scored six goals in the span of about 5 minutes and 45 seconds. Vancouver, who's got the best record in the Western Conference, eight points ahead of the Avs. Do you have an idea how they're going to come out? Will they? Because they're either going to come out really, really ticked off I, and I, embarrassed at what happened, or yeah. they're going to be suffering a hangover. No, I'm going to be one or the other. I think they come all come out. I mean, they've got some pride for crying out of the Canucks, the Canucks, the Nukers, <laughs> the Canucks. Uh, yeah, I think they come out with some pride and some. There, there's got to be some embarrassment leveled on them, and I would, I would imagine that's one of those where I don't even know if you yell as a coach. You just come in and look at them, like really, yeah, you, yeah, right, really, really, and then walk out, just like shake your head, really, you just leave, maybe leave one of those crop dust dart farts, yeah, right, dart player left. Here's what I'm I, out. Here's what I think of you. See ya. Right. Let that linger to linger. <laughs> Uh, did speaking of stench, uh, did this did the stench of the Az road trip get uh, replaced by that win the other day over Arizona? Um, no, no, no. Here are the issues still surrounding this hockey team that still need to be answered. Still need a second line center. Uh huh. Still need to address the goaltending. Uh huh. Got to get some clarity as to what's happening with Val. Uh huh. And is this Gabe Landeskog return legit or not? Still a lot of issues yeah, surrounding this lot, team. There's a lot of, of questions that have yet to be answered. Correct. Big questions. Big, big questions. Like difference between winning the Stanley Cup and losing in the second round questions. We shall see. But uh, Vancouver tonight. Abs. We'll be able to talk about it uh, tomorrow morning, starting bright and early at uh, 6. That'll do it for us. We're going to hand things off to uh, Josh and Stoke. They're coming your way next.